0: episode 228 my last one before i disappear into the abyss that is the shadowlands how are you guys i'm joined i should probably introduce you guys before i ask how you're doing that's usually how this works but yes uh i am here with the crew charlie aka Mordack undivided and of course kraken zero aka well Henry, aka Kraken Zero, how many times have I done the fucking intros and I still managed to fuck this I, shit I, I up? I don't really know, actually... dude. But I, I, I have some bad
1: news. Your um travel visa to go to the Shadowlands has been revoked. You're <laughs> on a different... do not portal list. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Dang you, COVID! Oh no, 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 no! This is purely uh, uh via proximity to the wicked awesome cast. You've been tagged as a uh, potential risk by Blizzard HR. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure they tagged me for other reasons for all the shit talk I've done over the years.
1: That didn't help. Like, when they were reviewing, it was like, Oh, God, you're on the Wicked Awesome cast? Everything else was fun, but (laughs) Wicked Awesome cast? (laughs) I don't want you playing this game. Um, We have a perfectly acceptable alternative. It's called uh, Classic WoW.
0: (laughs) We can forgive human crimes, but talking shit on the Wicked Awesome cast, that's unforgivable denied. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Blizzard. Our literal crimes against humanity are whatever, but the Wicked Awesome cast, we don't want people getting in World of Warcraft that are associated with that hot mess. (laughs) We got rid of Destiny off the Blizzard launcher specifically for this reason.
0: (laughs) Uh, how are you guys?
1: I'm good. I have a chainsaw sword in Destiny now. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I guess I'm uh, I'm getting along, I'd say. I'm good.
0: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um as, I mean, I guess I kinda how briefly how I talked about. I'm very much getting ready for the Shadowlands. It's it's literally hunkering down. I've got the whole week off coming up. I mean, yeah, I'm ready. I guess I'll just talk about my my week and stuff I got going. We'll just dive right into that. Go for it. Um so um, yeah, I'm getting ready for the Shadowlands release, which is uh, about a little bit, a little bit over 12, 24 hours from now. Should be releasing 3 p.m. Pacific uh, to line up with a global launch on the 24th in the you know UK and all that. So,
1: in related um, news, my planned DDoS of the Blizzard servers is also coming in about 25 hours from now.
0: Oh, don't worry. They, they'll they DDoS themselves just fine. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. So I've got to. I've actually, after the podcast recording today, I've got to go run some errands to get myself hunkered down for the week. I got to stop by, I, pick up some groceries and things like that to. I basically... know
1: I'm going to regret asking this question. What is your, like,. Tra- a tailgating, pre-shadow key prep looking like? Like, is there just, like, a stack of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in your fridge ready to go, like, in, like, commando sleeves or something?
0: No, that's way too fancy. I'm copious amounts of ramen. Okay. Like, the most. Just, I'm gonna go to Costco and buy a big old bundle pack of ramen, and that's, <laughs> that's I've... pretty much gonna be it. I may throw an egg in there occasionally because I need some protein, But um, there's a lot of Hot Pockets involved. Uh, Pizza rolls of the Tontino kind, I guess.
1: Yeah, the the, the true gamer fuel.
0: Yeah, although I may spice it up, and I do have some... uh, was it? Bugogi gyoza that I got at Costco, which is really good. Sure. Um, I I meant to say this
1: as a joke, but I found, I guess, someone out there because Uncrustables is a nightmare, and I now have it in my search things that companies aim at me someone makes adult Uncrustables where it's like that whole... It's still an Uncrustable, but we've like maxed out how much protein and fiber you can get out of it and stuff like that, so it's like it's healthy! I'm like, no, no Uncrustables are not healthy, that's not the point.
2: But I almost, And they
1: come in like individual condom wrapper sleeves. I'm like, everything about this is wrong! Like, food should not be put in these types of containers. Also, everything about this is horrible.
0: It's the sandwich of the future.
1: I, it, this is literally the sandwich of the future, and I hate it. <laughs> but I didn't think of you. I'm like, I should send these to Alex for wow prep. But
0: yeah, so I didn't even think about Uncrustables, but that's going on the shopping list. Oh, God. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically... We to find I, the I mean, taco
1: ones. We can finally get a flavor test in on them.
0: Uh, I'm going to buy a couple flats of uh, Bang Energy, just to really... Really accentuate the gamer in me, if you will.
1: Which flavor? Like Majestic Unicorn Ejaculate or whatever the fuck they name their thing? I
0: don't even know what kind of fucking Mythical Ejaculate Animal flavor they have, but I'm in. Whatever they have.
1: I really hate uh, the fact that we're going to name this episode Mythical Ejaculate Animal, aren't we?
0: <laughs> Mythical Animal Ejaculate, yeah. Which also sounds like a great indie band name, so... But yeah. yeah. Um, between that... Just yeah, pretty much just getting hunkered down. All my coworkers are perfectly aware that I am taking a week off to play World of Warcraft. A lot of them also former Warcraft veterans, so mm. they are like, hey, I respect the hustle, sure. Um that being said, uh <laughs> So I got a message from a coworker who was like, Hey, were you trying to print a Warcraft map on the plotter at work? I said, <laughs> I don't know why? He's like, Because somebody tried to print a Warcraft map. At work on the plotter and it got <laughs> stuck and they left it.
2: Womp, womp. <laughs>
0: and I was like, wait, what? And like, yeah, everybody just assumes it's you. I'm like, no, I wouldn't f- first of all, number one, I wouldn't print a fucking map. Like I'm digital. Like that's how I roll. Who the and... fuck
1: prints a World of Warcraft map? You pay a fancy cartographer thousands of dollars to make that of leather.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, but we have like those giant plotters that print out Yeah, I mean Charlie, you're familiar with it. You worked in that kind of, like, similar field where giant plotters print out maps and, like, layouts and blueprints and things like that. Yes,
1: I have used a plotter before. I've also yelled at people for using plotters for things they shouldn't and et cetera, et cetera. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, lo and behold, everyone assumed it was me. So I came to work and I was like, no, no, this is not me. No one will sully my name.
3: Well,
1: so this kind of bullshit. Did you find the person and extract that you used the plotter wrong price on them? So, plot twist, it was not a Warcraft map. It was
0: actually a D&D. Yeah, I was gonna say, map. it
1: sounds like a and d map. <laughs>
0: and it was actually from something from Critical Role. So we're like, ah, I don't watch Critical Role, but there are very few people in this office who do. Let's go chat with them, guys.
1: Yeah, you can. accusing
0: fu- the fucking World of Warcraft player. No, fuck that. So, you we can... still don't know
1: who did. So, did you find who did it?
0: No, we still okay, don't know so, who Okay, so,
1: um, it. as someone who has, works in a field where you use a plotter a lot and went to college that used a plotter a lot, there's a correct punishment for if someone does what they did. Mm. You make them wear their failed plot as a toga.
0: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> fucking great. We may have to actually do that. I'll have and to you make them in.
1: walk through the office. <laughs> if someone asks why, they have to respond with "I fucked up a plot and left it there."
0: <laughs> it's like, how do you try to print something and then you're like, "No, oh, it failed," and then they just leave the evidence. Well, so
1: I can explain the logic on this one. Uh, it's so th- there's two types of th- three types of plotter areas. There's people that printed to a plotter accidentally and did not realize they were printing to a thing that does like. 48 by 36 inch prints yeah someone who did not configure right and like totally fucked up and wasted a shit ton of money and ink and paper because plotters are really expensive to run or the third someone whose plot like is so high a dpi that it fucks over the plotter and it goes i can't deal with this and then spends like a week trying to sort through it just to vomit out an entire roll of paper, A, ruining the paper, B, requiring, like, a very hard reset of the entire system. Like, plotters are beautiful, and, like, weirdly the most fragile printers out there known to man. It's a very bizarre thing. But that's neither here nor there. Yes, it's... As someone who saw someone at, at one point print a bunch of PDFs to a plotter by accident... And that was hilarious (laughs) because it was a bunch of uh, eight and a half by three feet long strips of paper with like a page of a PDF printed at the one end of it. Just a bunch of them stacked. And they're like, how do I fix this? I'm like, you don't. We laugh at you. People use a real printer. Yeah, no, the moment you said someone's printing a map on a plot, I'm like, that's not a World of Warcraft. I think that's a tabletop thing if I ever (laughs) heard one. Yeah.
0: And so it's a tabletop map. But I was like, nah- you not sully my name in all this, but yeah. Oh I'm no, not, no! Um, the, the
1: old school way of finding out which of your coworkers were tabletop people back before you could just ask and not be like thrown in dumpsters for saying these things out loud was you were like, hey, you'd say like, oh, um, what are the rules about using the plotter? If someone's like, yeah, you can get away with using it. They're the tabletop person.
0: Yeah. So long story short, I have been. Uh, my name has been cleared. I am. I'm okay now.
1: You exonerated?
0: I, yes, I am exonerated. Has
1: your honor I mean, been restored?
0: Absolutely. That being said, though, I still don't know who did it, and I'm very upset. If
1: you find them, they must wear their plot as a shame toga. Like that, oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's and I'm going to fucking law. do...
0: I'm going to do a whole herald thing, but yeah. Like, announce it and do all this other shit, so... If you need
1: some help writing this, I can totally help with this. I'll throw in some vows and... Jacuse for your
0: accusations. Yeah. Uh, a lot water crime
1: is very real that I take very seriously. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yeah, but it was uh it was just interesting that like that was that was the first thought I was like, oh, it's probably Alex. But yeah. So though, I, I mean I could forgive fucking up the print job, except this is a building of all people who work in tech. Like, you are You work for technology for a reason. Like, you're a tech person. Plotters
1: are weird.
0: There are people in the building who are network admins, who manage huge Cisco networks. There are system administrators in the building. There are techs like myself. We know when to pick a printer!
1: I'm not letting them off the hook, but also plotters are weird.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, um... That was I think that's pretty much been my week. I'm so just to kind of put it in advance, I probably won't be here for next week's podcast because I will be deep in the Shadowlands. Oh, you'll so. be
1: here for next week's podcast, Alex. <laughs> As yeah. our World of Warcraft correspondent, you'd better fucking be here for next week's podcast. <laughs> I make no promises. You think I'm joking, but you're gonna be here for next week's podcast. <laughs> Uh, all bloodshot-eyed and hung over from your WoW binge, and you're like, oh man, I need to stop playing WoW. I could go for some WoW right now. Is anyone else gums dry right now?
3: Uh,
0: no?
2: No. That was a
1: WoW withdrawal joke. Oh. <laughs> Implying you were a crack whore for WoW. Oh, all that, yes. Yes.
0: Yes. That is uh, 100% accurate, I will admit that. There is no shame in how shit I am about a wow. while, but yes. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's my week. Uh, like I said, I'm just gonna go and get all my stuff that I need. Uh, so,
1: jokes aside, before we move on, like let's give this thing its actual due. How is the community feeling going into this, given kind of the tumultuous road to Shadowkeep?
3: We're
0: Shadowlands.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> um. I mean, it's kind of a mixed bag because it's this whole thing about trying to find the right balance between all the Covenant system stuff, which at first was like, man, this sounds really cool. But now it's like, oh, man, you guys are doing a horrible job balancing sure. and you don't make it easy to switch between the other ones. So, yeah, it's one of those situations. It's it's going to be interesting, though. We'll see. But it's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird position that we're in as a community. We're hoping it works out well and... Other than that, though, like I mean, again, the art team is always just fucking crushing it. So it looks fucking gorgeous, and everything I played in the beta. I mean, it's fun, but there's definitely stuff that's still questionable. So,
2: well, also, that you know, it's funny. It's that's actually one of the things that I've said about World of, War, World of Warcraft that I've liked is the is that it has an art style to it that there's that there is everywhere you go, there's a feel to the art, like and and a different feel, but I mean it's there's a unified sort of art style. It's very stylized, it's very specific. And honestly it's it's always been very good. So that's that's one thing that I will say about it. Like the artists have always done just a absolute bang up job on making the world itself seem vibrant, as opposed to just sort of samey and plain like I've seen other MMOs that have come and gone. Yeah, like, I like think...
1: with WoW, usual, like, the stuff leading up to Shadowlands does look neat. Like, the ideas they're playing around with do seem kind of cool and, like, things that, if I still played WoW, I'd be excited for. Like, they're, they're playing out with some kind of fun stuff. But they're finally getting to the afterworld of a game that has established its afterworld is weird as hell and yeah. definitely embrace the weird as hell. But at yeah. the same time, like it's wow, and it never quite lives up to its own expectations.
3: <sighs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but yeah, that's kind of it's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: But you're be rocking no your way. rogue going into this.
0: Yep, going rogue. Yeah, that's going to be my safest bet right now, as far as it goes. Th- that's and also I kind of miss playing rogue.
1: Yeah. The idea of safest bet just kind of hurts me a little bit. Where it's like, no, no, play what you want, but no, you can't do that in that game anymore.
0: Well, yeah, that's the problem with with like when you do like mythic stuff and all that. Like, it's very much certain classes are a lot better than others. Yeah. So, like, as much as I'd like to dive in with the enhancement shaman, I mean, hell, rigging in a melee in in this tier, it looks like, is going to be very questionable at best, just mm-hmm. because the ranged classes do so much better for a lot of these fights. Um, as opposed to like things like i c c where melee did a lot better um I mean, hell, they even structured the mythic plus season to be as anti melee as possible, so um, playing a melee is always kind of suspicious, like sus, but like it's it's works out just because there's so many things in the rogue toolkit that make them, even though their d p s isn't super over the top, it helps, yeah, as they far got. As, stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff that helps with mechanics, like immunities and things like that. Like That's always been their few...
1: job, too. Like They are secondary DPS and stuff.
0: Yeah, so... Um, but then you have classes like Hunter, specifically Beast Mastery Hunter, where you can do your entire rotation from ranged on the move at all times, and you bring immunities and other stuff. So, like, it's hard to compete when you have classes that offer things like that now, so yeah, yeah, like if you, like if you wanted a class that was easy to play to get into that can do like a ton of mechanics with no problem, Beast Mastery Hunter's where it's at because not only can you do too. Well, no, I mean they revamped the whole build a couple of expansions ago, like not that, like maybe like two expansions ago. But like, I
1: meant more like Hunters always been the I want to play solo class that in Warlock.
0: Yeah, but, like, you can do your, like, can you meant like, compared to, like, a mage or a warlock, you can do your entire rotation completely unaffected while moving, as opposed to other classes in the game, at ranged. So, it's a huge advantage, which is why my Hunter is going to be my secondary raid alt, um, in case there are fights where it's not optimal at all. I'll be good, though. too. Two. I'm gonna have two raid ready characters. So Gotcha. Yeah. I'm gonna have a hunter and I'm gonna have a rogue. So but my rogue being my main and then my hunter being my secondary raid alt if a fight calls on having more range than melee because melee are a liability for the fight, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Good times. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: You want to go next,
2: Henry? Sure. I I didn't really get up to too much uh, gaming. I honestly find that I like to watch Twitch as much as I like the game. Sometimes, some weeks, I don't know. Sometimes I just like to watch people who are very, very good at video games play video games, and then like just converse with you know people of similar interests. But yeah, I. I was just playing some Master System. I've been just kind of getting in back into my Master System games more recently. Because I do have... I mean, I, own, I own, still own the Master System that I had as a kid. And so... And several of the games. I haven't bought any games for it since. I mean, you know, but... I beat... Finally, one game I finally beat that I had not beaten ever... As a kid, and it just kind of. and I played it on and off as a kid, and finally got around to just sort of sat down for a while and played Outrun. Outrun for just. until I got the hang of it, got the feel of it, figured out what it took to actually finish the game, and I finally got around to finishing it. And even though in the past I couldn't finish it, I always found the game pretty relaxing to play. I mean, it's. It's a driving game, but it's not super stressful, really, and it is actually a very good port of the arcade version I mean, considering especially considering the limitations of an eight bit system but mm. yeah i I finally beat it, I was pretty happy with that. I even like took a picture and everything. I was just like i yeah, I finally beat it, I finally beat the game. I n- never was able to do it, uh but now there are. Well, there's a lot more endings, so one thing it does have is, it doesn't always end the same, which is kind of inter- interesting for a driving game. Each of the endings, like it has branching paths. The way Outrun works is, after a certain amount of time, there's a you can go left or right. And so it just splits off, and there's about four stages, of or five total stages, but four times where it splits off. So, you have a lot of uh, there's a lot of different routes you can take. All of them have a different look, a slightly different feel. I mean, some of them are more obstacle-heavy. Some of them have a lot more tight tight turns. It seems like some of them seem to have a few more vehicles. But in any case, yeah, it's a game with a lot of different endings, and I've, I've found one. I've seen one so far, so I might try to actually find a way to, you know, maybe... I might actually stream that this week, play through... And find a few more endings to that, but I figured out kind of the trick to it, really. I mean, I think uh, I think for a lot of racing games, you're always going to do better to just even slow down a lot rather than, like, crash out. Yeah. And OutRun is really unforgiving on its timer. Like, for the, uh, I think, in the arcade as well, but the Master System especially, like, you can maybe crash once the entire time and still make the time. Like if you crash twice, you're pretty much you're pretty much done. Like you might as well just reset because you're not gonna make the timer. I'm not I didn't even so, know Outrun
1: had an ending to it. I thought this kinda of went on forever.
2: No, no, no. Outrun every version of Outrun has always had an end. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually uh five stages like most of the versions out run about five stages and then it, which means four different turns four different uh well choices on whether to go left or right and so yeah uh i think there's ones that went a little bit longer but like the original arcade and the set you get master system version went five but yeah, yeah yeah it does have multiple endings and i'm interested in seeing some of them because they're actually kind of fun like the one I got it's like uh, for some reason, like a, like you get a magical harem, seriously, like a bunch of like women magically appear around the main character at the end. that yeah, sounds about right for that era mm.
1: um
2: <laughs> but yeah, the but yeah yeah I, I Sega's always had a bit of a. I'd say some of their games definitely had a sense of humor for the ending, like if you've ever played beaten Golden Axe, there's a sense of humor for that ending. But, but yeah, uh, that and yeah, I've been. I might go back and play some Shinobi. I don't remember if I ever beat Shinobi for the Sega Master System. It's a little bit of a different beast. Shinobi for the arcades is one hit kill, and but for the Master System, you have a life meter. And so it makes it, and there's way more power ups for the master system version. That is, there's one weapon power up that you that you can get, and for the master system there are multiple ones, including a really dumb one, which is like this bomb you throw, and if you duck and throw it, it kind of bounces along the ground very slowly. It it's weird, but in any case, yeah, that's some of the game I. Uh, plan on probably trying to make my way through. It's not super hard, and if you know how to beat the arcade, you can beat it pretty... It, there's enough similarities where there, it's It's... It's beating it, and I do appreciate the fact that Shinobi, unlike Outrun, remembers that, hey, it's a home system. Uh, we're not just trying to kick you off and make you unable to play anymore. No. So that is one thing about Outrun. You can't continue... On on the master system version, like there's there's no continues. You either like pull it off or you don't, and that's what made it a little bit more difficult. Just like altered beast that I that I mentioned a few weeks ago, yeah, which yeah it doesn't really have any continues. It's like you have to beat it. You pretty much have to pull off a one CC of it, uh, but outrun is a lot more possible. I I feel like, but in any case, yeah. I also played a lot of world of horror. I am still making my making my way through that. I've gotten most of the achievements at this point, but seeing as how the game is still in development, like an active development like the the developer i think there's i think it is only one person that develops the game and they post on twitter they pretty much post on Twitter fairly regular regularly about updates to the game and what's planned for the next release. So, yeah, it's still early access, so there's still a lot of content incoming. Like, there's, still, there's things in the game that don't work quite yet, mm. like a few items that you pick up that don't really have any meaning yet, and a few events that, yeah... It, there is there it's obviously still in production and I'm inter- interested to see like what the next releases are going to hold. I know that one thing that he that they've been putting onto Twitter is that they are making a avatar edit mode, it seems, a character edit mode for your character. So that yeah, I mean yeah, am I'm, I'm kinda interested to see what they do with that. But yeah. I'm still very much enjoying that game. But yeah, I am starting to get near the most of the achievements. But I was looking at the; it also lists like how many events there are, as well as if you've met, seen all the events. I think I've gotten through about eighty percent of the events and about eighty something percent of the possible enemies that you can encounter. Mm. So, yeah, but yeah, there's a lot more incoming. I mean. One of the th- things in the game is, uh, each gameplay, one older god, power, you know, horrible entity thing is being summoned. And you can either put on random or you can choose. So far, they only have five, but on the sort of Pantheon screen, there's spaces for at least 12 or so, a dozen or so different gods. So, I mean, there's a lot more in incoming... Plus, the game is very mod-friendly, and people have already been making a lot of mods for it. So, like, basically added new events, new characters, new everything, so... I may do that at some point. I may download some of the uh, different mods that people have made. Oh, neat. See what that's like, but... Yep. Yeah, it's just a good game. I don't stream that one, though, because I think watching me play it... Would be really boring. Oh, yeah,
1: you may seem like it's a pretty analytical game. Like it's there'd be lots of kind of downtime of thinking through decisions.
2: Yeah, I mean it may be. Uh, I I think it would be only interesting to a very very small crowd of people too. Uh, but I also feel like a lot of the game, I think it's a game worth exploring on your own. And I think giving streaming it kind of gives too much away about it. Yeah. So, but I did get interested in it because I saw somebody else I know streaming it, so. um, But I didn't watch too much. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if I see somebody streaming a game that I'm intending on playing quite a bit, Mm -hmm. then I won't watch the stream. Yeah, I I have that same
1: issue, too, where I, I, it's, if it's a game I'm gonna play or wanna play, the idea of watching someone's play, it's just like, no.
2: Yeah, you'll get, yeah, you'll kind of spoil it. But if I've already played it, yeah, d- yeah, I'll definitely watch. I'll watch somebody play it. But yeah, if I'm n- haven't played it yet, but I'm planning on doing so, then yeah, I'll, I'll I won't watch those streams. But that's pretty much um, yeah, that's pretty much what I was up to this week. So no, oh, fair, nice. Yes. What about you, Charlie? Uh
1: it's it's been a weird week. I've been spending a lot of time looking at computer specs for reasons. Like, so I, my plan as of right now is still to probably play cyberpunk when it comes out on PC, just cause I think kind of in the grand scheme of things, that will be the best moving forward. Like I, it's whenever we get to the end of a console generation, I always kind of find myself in the weird spot of going like, okay, maybe it's time to like double down on this PC gaming thing. But after the nightmare that has been Assassin's Creed Valhalla a little bit, like, it's very strange. Where assassins, we're, uh Valhalla versus Cyberpunk's minimum specs. Cyberpunk is requiring a lot less, a much less powerful graphics card. And as someone who doesn't care about 4K or frame counts above 60 frames a second, I just want a game to run well and look good enough. I guess like it's the. I've never needed photorealism. I want the. I want frames to move smooth. I want them to be stable, and I want to be having fun. So. I'm playing the fun internet research game of hi, I have a nine eighty t i like I know it's nowhere near kind of optimum specs for this, but like I have low end gra- i have low end kind of processor I have middle to kind of high end graphics card still kind of thing. I have way more RAM than I need. I don't have a solid state drive for this, but it's also not like a major requirement. How boned am I in working your way through that whole it it's always a Ubisoft game too. Like without fail, it's always some poorly optimized open world mess of a game that puts me down the spiral where it ends in kind of either like another game coming out and it being like totally fine or me making major upgrades to something. But yeah, no, I it's I spent a lot of time researching that. I'm still plugging away at Destiny. I have a chainsaw sword in that now. I think I made a joke about that earlier. I have a literal chainsaw sword, it's quite fun. It's cool. Again, yeah. (laughs) It's called The Lament. The quest for it's pretty okay. We are in a post-Deepstone Crypt raid world where they just added I want to say 100% more things to do on Europa. Like the raid unlocked a bunch of stuff, a bunch of exotic quests just happened, a bunch of new things happened. I am deep into the stasis mastery part of the kind of arc of, hey, new content came out, we put a new subclass in, and now it's the okay time to start argumenting that, and uh, I'm going to point this one out, Alex, because you were talking shit about the Warlock subclass. It is the mm-hmm. only stasis subclass that's been nerfed so far, because it was too powerful. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, it felt so fucking shitty when so, I did the well. So and but...
1: So, and, this is the kind of thing I talked about last week, and I spent a little... So I've now played all three stasis subclasses, cause I've been kind of making my way through on all three characters. And it's something I like a lot about Beyond Light that I think a lot of people found off-putting is that you don't unlock the super to you get through all of Europa's story because you get that kind of weird teaser-taster mode. So you have no idea how the fuck it works. And, like, the Hunter one is really specific where you throw two projectiles, one of which freezes shit, one of which causes a tornado to happen. I didn't know that until like the 3rd or 4th mission you got access to stasis power. So I'm like, "Oh no, I have to hit both of these things or I can throw them in different locations. Like you can move pretty drastically." And once like, the game has a bunch of missions after you get through a certain point that teaches you how to use the stasis shatter power and some of the like the starting grenade is garbage. So the grenade you get after that is this broken time dilation grenade that like completely changes things and it's weird. Like, the more time I'm spending with Beyond Light and the kind of, the farther I'm getting into the seasonal upgrade and some of the other stuff they're doing, I'm very impressed by some stuff. Like, the stasis builds are just ridiculous. Like, I'm doing a high discipline build for the first time in Destiny ever mm. because the stasis grenades are so good and they mm. combo in really cool ways. And at least hunters get a ground slam attack that you can use whenever the fuck you want. As long as you're in stasis, which it's very weird, and they add, like, hey, we added this new functionality, you got me sitting there going, you need to add this now to all subclasses. Like, this is an extra move that now makes the subclass better because it gives me a traversal technique that so I can just slam out of the air when I need to. Gotcha. For kind of mobility purposes. Uh, yeah, it's... The raid was exceedingly lore-heavy It unlocked a bunch of lore, and it's kind of confirmed and revealed a bunch of crazy lore stuff that's been hinted at in the past. On a completely unrelated, unrelated topic because I um the clan I'm in we did the raid, I did not do the raid because I wasn't prepared for it, so I did the new light experience, the kind of tutorial zone. And I kinda recommend every Destiny player go back and give that thing a shot, especially if you started off with D two as opposed to D one. It in its kind of I, I think it's an hour, maybe two hours long to get through the entire tutorial tops so like it's a little grindy but it does a better job of explaining a bunch of that world than it ever has previously. Like, they actually acknowledge what the fuck sword logic is from the Hive. I, It's really weird that they're like, well, we're seven years in now and they finally have a good tutorial for that game, or they have a the best tutorial they've had so far, and they use it to actually introduce a bunch of deep lore to that game right off the bat. Like, get it doesn't fix everything in that category, but it does do a better job than the game's ever done about being like, Hi, here are the Hive. Here's what the Hive are about. And from a nostalgia trip standpoint, it captures some of the really iconic moments from the early parts of Destiny 1, which I think were some of Destiny's really high points. Like, the, they doubled down on the Hive's horror aspect of it. Like, it, the Cosmodrome's a cool zone, too. It's one of my favorite zones, just from a remnants of humanity aspect of things. Like, edz is kind of that i think this one has more of a lived in there used to be something important here vibe than the edz ever manages to quite pull off but mm-hmm. yeah i it's there's some stuff yeah the, the lightning strike sniper rifles in the game finally laments in there which is the chainsaw sword which i've been playing around with i'm getting into the aspect part of the stasis builds which are confusing in a good way like i Again, to compare back to D1, they said they were going to try and make Destiny 2 feel more like D1 in some ways, and the parts that people liked a lot about D1 are definitely coming back. Where It's like, yeah, here's your, here's your Stasis subclass. Here's all the bullshit you can build off of that, and that's been cool. I'm also now at the kind of end of the... We're getting towards the end of the hey, you have to level to get the end game viability stuff curve, so I'm actually capable of doing more stuff by myself. But, yeah, I... <laughs> It's, this is not the Destiny podcast. I do so I go check that one out if you want kind of the full breakdown of that. Um, the raid was cool. My clan did that. We did not even up. They didn't even finish it, kind of thing. I was neat watching that. The race to world first for Destiny stuff is always fun. It's a very cool raid. I think this I haven't got to do it yet, but the stuff they have in it I think is my favorite raid, maybe so far. Definitely in D two, just based on the weirdness. Uh, We played bingo for it, and the bingo card I thought was supposed to be more sarcastic than it was. It turned out to be a little more accurate than we were guessing it was going to be. Have we ever Mm. talked about rating bingo cards? No. Oh, my clan just kind of as a joke makes a bingo card for every rare. We have a website that we dump all bunch of kind of ideas into a bingo card generator, and it makes like 30-some-odd bingo cards. And those of us that aren't rating, we kind of watch streams and whatever and play bingo.
0: Oh, that, yeah, we've done something similar with uh, when we were doing Eternal Palace, but it was all meme shit, we would put like, oh, so-and-so's gonna say this, or extended break, or something Ours is like,
1: like that. a 75-25% split, where 25 of it's definitely kind of clan-specific bullshit, but it's also like, hey, wonder if this mechanical will come back, or vehicle section, or stuff like that, and a bunch of stuff that we thought we were putting on there to be sarcastic and eye-rolly was like, oh shit, there's a vehicle section.
0: Yeah. You know, our stuff has all always been like meme shit, like so and so gonna fuck this up, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's all our stuff usually yeah. is.
1: No, and I'm kind of bouncing between that and Valhalla. I there has to playing a Ubisoft game right now, at least like a, a new Ubisoft game, is weird because there's been a bunch of stuff online about how apparently Watch Dogs, the Legion, and Valhalla have like opposing but similar issues with save files being corrupted. I think, like, Watchdog's auto-save doesn't work, and Valhalla's does, but, like, the manual save doesn't work. Like, it's it, it's something like that. It's very weird that they're both happening at the same time, but I've kind of, like, tapered off my playing of that. Like, it feels like there's a big, hey, we're going to fix stuff patch coming in a couple days, but it's also felt like that now for over a week, I guess going on two weeks now, technically, so I'm kind of waiting to see if that actually happens, because, again, I I like that game a lot. It's a terrible Assassin's Creed game, but a fun Viking simulator, but yeah, I, I I can't get over the fact that like, every time I'm playing that thing, I feel like it's like, okay, how long till it crashes out and burns and I lose a bunch of progress, or it gets stuck on some cutscene again. I have to kind of like go online and find the weird way to bypass this thing to go back to playing it. Yeah, it's it's a. It'd be one thing if it's like okay, you're on the lower end of the kind of power hardware, but also it's not an excuse, I guess, in my view. If I'm meeting the base specs for a game, I should be able to, you know, play the game reliably. And that's not something yeah. I can say about Valhalla right now. Like I, th- I, th- I talked about this some last week. I think too, where just it's like the game feels fragile. Yeah, mm. it it reminds me back of when uh. Not the most recent Ghost Recon Wildlands, one that came out a while ago, a couple, a little while back. The PC version of that one, and the beta, and even that release, and the console version. The PC beta was so bad it made me buy the console version. In hindsight, I shouldn't have bought any version because that game turned out being trash. But like that game had a problem where like the damage was tied to your frame rate and stuff. Where like if you were you could affect how much damage you were taking at certain points by capping your frame rates at certain points. Like that's how weird and messed up the game was.
3: Huh.
1: Yeah, that that thing was a mess. It kinda it, it kinda feels like that where there's something weird going on behind the technological not quite as bad, admittedly. Like I'm not in a helicopter and the helicopter blades just stop moving, but also the helicopter keeps flying somehow. Yeah, it's it feels fragile, and like, I I really do regret not getting this thing on a console at this point, because I do think it would run better, and I don't like that feeling at this point. Like, Yes, my computer's getting old, like a little long in the tooth, but the upgrades for it still are, like, maybe... A, I wouldn't have to do a full tear-out to make the thing viable again. I'm pretty sure I can swap an i6 Intel for another chip relatively reliably. The motherboard is still fine. It's kind of graphics card and processor that would have to get upgraded, like, Everything else is still good on paper. And even the graphics card is still like better than a bunch of minimum specs out there. So it's kind of, it's weird. 1080 should not be the, like you have to have this or better to make this game run at recommended at minimum specs yet. We're not that deep into it. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I meant to ask about this kind of offline. We'll talk about it now. Uh, AMD just announced a new set of graphics cards. Have you heard about those, Alex?
0: Oh, absolutely. I So I'm a fan of the AMD setups. Yeah. And uh, if you were to go with an AMD video card, I would recommend you do a full AMD build if you're going to be doing a new build altogether. Um, just because if you're going to do that, if you get the newer version of the motherboards... Uh, Plus the newer AMD processors and an AMD card, they actually have a thing where the processor can manage the memory on the video card a lot better. Mm. So you actually get a performance boost using an all AMD build, uh, in that setup. So just something yeah. to consider.
1: I don't think I'm quite there yet on the flow of the trigger topic, but I am definitely at a point where I kinda of look at it and go, I'm not sure I wanna do Nvidia Intel again. Like I'm I'm not sure I ever want to do an Intel chip ever again, period. Like it's mm. The I6 had so many kind of weird things that came out of it and it got replaced so quickly. And yes, I know computer tech is iterative in a obnoxious pace, but nothing got outpaced way too quickly for what it cost. Uh
0: yeah, I, I mean I love my Ryzen build yeah. personally. Uh it is I've had a lot of good experience with it, no issues. Um just, you know, it's it's solid and yeah. so i just need to get a better video card and maybe some newer monitors to actually take advantage of the refresh rate but as far as like my build goes it's it's solid it runs pretty cool um granted i do have you know a bunch of uh Noctua fans which really help with the oh yeah i got my i got system,
1: my so. Lunchbox fan in there that that will never be a problem for me i'm never i will carry this fan to every pc i have in the future because i love this fan so much it's so dumb
0: yeah.
1: I love it so. so much. Uh
0: but yeah, it's yeah. uh I I like the new builds, so yeah,
1: I, it's it it, it's stuff it feels like we're getting to that point where like maybe when all this pandemic stuff is over and spending parts on computers feels less frivolous. It's like, eh, maybe it's time or a PS5, I'm not sure which will happen first. But who knows. Yeah, I, mostly a mostly laid back week. I kind of in a holding pattern of playing Destiny until Cyberpunk comes out. I, some tabletop stuff I'm doing is picking up in some fun ways, so well, that's not what I'm about here. It's just kind of stuff I'm getting up to. I, I found myself realizing it's been a long ass time since we did like, a concert report for very obvious reasons, and that felt weird as hell. But...
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. Times we live in. Yeah. I suppose that means it's time for news for the news. Indeed. If you're going to listen to one piece of news this week, let it be this piece of news. It's that the new day of WWE fame are now playable characters in Gears 5 multiplayer. Yep. What? Yep. Those Vegeta armor wearing motherfuckers.
2: (laughs) It looks really weird because it gave them all three the same body type.
1: Well, because oh, everyone should... in Gears has the same body type.
2: It's like, you know, the three of them have very obviously different sort of body sizes and types. And it looks really bizarre to see their heads copy-pasted on top of Gears of War bodies. Yep.
3: Huh.
2: See, with uh, you know Dave Bautista, it kind of looks like, yeah, it's about right, he's kind of like that size. <laughs> yeah, he's but... pretty
0: yoked. Yeah,
2: but like the three of them, it's like they aren't all the same size. <laughs> they are not all the same size. But yeah, it just kind of looks weird. And I'm not quite sure why they just put them all on literally the same body size. It yeah. just does not look right.
1: I, a lot of it doesn't look right, but it's still it's a fun dumb thing I'm like, okay, fuck it, yeah, get it. New day. Where's your trombone at? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we got some follow-up news, some stuff we talked about last week. Uh, Most importantly, so remember that Capcom hack we talked about? Yeah, I think we talked about it briefly,
0: but I heard some interesting stuff came out.
1: Yeah, so it's looking like over 350 people potentially have compromised uh, Capcom. 350,000. Sorry, yes, you're right, 350,000. I totally misspoke. Have oh, that's a number yes, Holy have shit. compromised <laughs> accounts. And when we say compromise, we mean compromised compromise. Like personal details out there and then some I, it's it's not looking good.
2: So that includes like not only just customers, but also business partners and former workers. So yeah, that's like a wide ranging leak. Yeah, that's holy shit. That's
1: huge. Yeah, it covers quite a board of things. And I guess to kind of add to that, and the investigation's not done. So I'm a little. I I suspect this number will go up. We'll get some additional news out of this. But yeah, if you have a Capcom account, maybe go check on that Capcom account and other things related to that. At, At a minimum, change your password, please.
0: Yeah, at minimum, shit. So and I looked and- into
1: why you would have a Copcom account, basically it's Street Fighter. Oh boy. Street Fighter
2: five. Yep. Yeah, also, like I said, the weird thing is well the extra thing is it's like business partners. So some real corporate level like business servers got hacked. So that's yeah. that's huge.
1: Not something here, but happening all that frequently, which adds a whole other level of to it. Yeah. Moving on from that, IO Interactive, the people behind the recent fantastic Hitman games, are making a James Bond game.
2: Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just re- reskin a game and make it James Bond.
1: We That's... used uh, James Bond music for the intro for our old Hitman youtube thing yeah he's international man of mystery i yeah no news beyond hey we're doing this thing was a teaser out there it looks like a james bond thing i the -hmm. the thing i was laughing about was i think like one of the sites we i go on just to look at news like a day before this announcement hit they're like where the fuck are all the james bond games and then like they had made an update of, "They're the fuck are all the james bond games apparently yeah but yeah, this feels like a natural thing for IO to get behind, potentially, especially if it plays like the truly wacky Hitman games have been lately. That's a James Bond movie, potentially. The nice, tightly scripted levels, that could be real cool. Good espionage. Yeah. Moving on from that, though. You want to talk about cloud gaming for a little bit? Uh, sure. So I gotta I'm not the...
0: You guys are more of the cloud gaming connoisseurs well, than I am. So we got a bunch of.
1: We actually have a surprising amount of cloud gaming stuff to talk about, and it all kind of indirectly links back in a very kind of roundabout way to the Epic vs Apple lawsuit. So, uh, first off, Stadia is coming to iOS officially. Uh, it's it's getting there via a browser export or exploit, essentially. Where uh, so I got kind of rehashed the story. Stadia's big thing or not Stadia, um iOS big thing, is they won't let you put games on the argument against the epics uh, the whole epic debate is that they won't let you put a thing on that lets that basically lets you play a game on that service that they're not kind of you're they're circumventing their store to do stuff with. Services like GeForce Now, Stadia, whatever the Amazon ones call, the Xbox one. I've run into a problem with this because it does technically violate this, but also you have Stadia that runs in browser. Like the correct uh, quotations the correct way to play Stadia that we've established on this podcast is via a browser on a computer. That's the best version of it. So why not just do that on a phone or an mm-hmm. iPad? And yeah, that's what's happening mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. Yeah, so both Stadia and GeForce are going about doing it this way, which I think is fantastic. And in a kind of fantastic roundabout way, that now means Fortnite's coming back to iOS via GeForce now.
0: (laughs) Got him!
1: Yeah. And this opens the way potentially for other kind of similar exploits on this. I will probably try a version of this out in the near future just to kind of see how it works, because I am very curious. This also comes on top of the fact that Apple is lowering its store cut from thirty to fifteen percent if your game makes less than a million bucks, which yay, but also just lower it, please. I think Rich. it's just
2: kind of obvious why they did that. Yeah. It's all the bad press, and honestly, like does it did they it didn't seem really clear if that was like Million per year or million total Yeah,
1: I assume it's total given how the articles about it were written. Like I, I again I tried to track down several people to clarify like was it total or per year? I I think like the Fortnite is the perfect example of no, that's like per year it's making at least that much money kind of thing, and definitely wouldn't qualify. I think like the moment you're above that total, you're no longer qualified potentially. It also doesn't clarify if it's 15% up to that line, or like retroactive to start applying or something, like, that. like you hit a threshold and then it that like kicks you over to the other thing
2: you know, that seems like that's the case like yeah. once you hit 1 million then it, yeah, the 30% cut will apply for the rest of the year mm. um, so but yeah, it's yeah, it's obvious but it's like 1 million in terms of a company is not that much money i'll I'll also put it that way, like one million making one million a year like doesn't actually cover that many people when you actually start to think about it, like so that has to be for like some very, very small studios, I mean yeah,, yeah. it's
1: great for indie games and nothing else, basically,
2: yeah, and very indie games, like yeah. not even like a successful indie game, so it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's obvious why they're doing it, but... Yeah, I... I think it's interesting, the end around, I mean... And I think it'll work, you know, going on... Going through Safari, because... So far, like, the most functional version of Stadia... Is through Chrome. And... Safari uses the same core as Chrome. So it's It's very, very similar, if not exactly the same, no, I mean,
1: we kind of bury the lead on this one, like the biggest part of all of this is that Stadia is coming to Safari, that opens up all of this,
2: yep, yeah that's that's the thing, yeah and but it'll probably work very well, seeing as how well Stadia worked on Chrome. And Safari is basically a reskinned chrome in many ways. It uses the exact same core, so yeah, I imagine it's going to work pretty well.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see kind of how this one plays out. I think it's <sighs> This is a brilliant workaround to an archaic set of rules, I think, that I think a lot of people that are currently involved in a lawsuit that they were hoping would squash this type of thing are going to be very upset about this potentially. Yep, because it's a instantaneous workaround that really does put like <sighs> you're you're almost at a point where like Epic can look at this one and go, Oh yeah, no, we're fine. We don't care anymore. Everyone who plays Fortnite hears GeForce now, <laughs> because yeah. those games are short enough that the whole free cap of how long it takes to play GeForce now won't apply to you. Yeah, I. Force now continuing to be kind of the dark horse that's gonna win this one, I think ironically, not even ironically at this point' kind of doing well for itself,
0: yeah, it just happen to
2: I am curious as favorite. to how well they're actually doing you know how many free accounts there are versus like the um, pro accounts I, so so my assumption
1: it's com- it, it's completely just my assumption I've done no research into this to back it up whatsoever is I think NVIDIA does this kind of like they do some of their other things, where it's more of a flex. Feels doesn't quite as kind of tactical and industry as the term, but I think it's it's very much a they're proving they can do this, and it gets their name out there because like we know we know what NVIDIA is, but like maybe a kid that only plays Fortnite on iPhones does not necessarily know what NVIDIA is, and it kind of puts you in a situation where. The time was wrong for a Steam Box, but, like, NVIDIA has that NVIDIA Shield out there, and it's like, it, it has its problems, but for what it is, it's a solid piece of tech. If you suddenly start, like, if you're NVIDIA going, hey, NVIDIA Shield, 5.0 whatever number we're up to at this point, is essentially a GeForce Now platform. Here are all these giant libraries of video games you can pull from, You've got another console in the mix at that point. You've got like, you have a very kind of console player friendly equivalent of a PC at that point in a way the PC market just never has quite been able to be. Like, even buying like a pre made gaming PC comes with its own kind of annoyances. Like, it ages out. Like, we've all built our own stuff. We're good with PCs. We understand how they work, but we still have to put up with the reality of this PC gaming and you find a way to remove that entire thing out of the equation and go, hey, for 10 bucks a month, here's what you can do or for free and put up with an hour-long kind of caps on bullshit. That's a pretty good proposition I think at that point. But I also might be projecting, I don't know. It's... I think it's one of those ones where kind of NVIDIA has enough money going on because of chips and graphics cards and all that stuff where this is all just kind of fun play space for them, where it's the can we do this? Yeah, we could apparently. I mm. yeah. I, I Do you guys know what the the, the Razer Tomahawk is?
0: No, no, I haven't heard of it.
1: So Razer. So I have a weird fascination with micro PCs, just because I think the idea of like a lunchbox sized PC that can do enough stuff is neat. Razer put out the Tomahawk, which is basically a. I think it's a 2080 graphics card with a very basic motherboard that's like it's a gaming it's a lunchbox pc for gaming it's not a good gaming computer but like the entry price for it is low enough that like if you wanted to get into pc gaming this is not a bad place to start and it can be upgraded and all that jazz which is like the selling point of it but the idea of like maybe the steam box was the wrong approach but like a version of a pc that's essentially a video game console you can just kind of plug in, play with, that kind of gets you out of the whole normal PC buying ecosystem, I think increasing is going to be more and more market for that. I think, like, trying to figure out how that one works is something that is viable, and I think if you're NVIDIA, you're looking at the Tomahawk going, wait, we make two-thirds of what that thing is, why aren't we making this? And then you make that, and you call it, like, the GeForce Now box or something, or just You find some way of making a graphics card that's powerful enough where it's like we've already proven you can mine a shit ton of bitcoin on just a 1080 GPU kind of thing what if you built a GPU that was essentially like yeah it's a tiny computer but it's a GPU yeah like don't run AutoCAD on it or some really high end rendering program this should go play Fortnite and it's 400 bucks and Mm -hmm. it's a computer technically yeah, I I think there's a real market for that growing. Like, it's not there yet, but in the same way that there's always been this kind of undercurrent of people like me that look at the micro PCs and go, what if I just bought one of these $200 pieces of shit, that's essentially a Chromebook, and just use this as my media interface from now on? Like, bought a cheap USB kind of wireless set, of, set up for it and plugged it into a TV. Suddenly you have, you're, you're undercutting Chromecast, you're undercutting Roku's, like, There's a world where very cheap garbage tiny tower PCs work and just start decimating a bunch of stuff that we've kind of like filled the gap with. Like, it, like, again, like, imagine if, like, you're looking at there going, okay, we want to buy a Fire TV and we want to buy a new video game console. And then you have this option where it's like, yo, I do everything easily from an interface standpoint that all of these smart app things do for TVs and monitors and stuff like that, but I also am a video game streaming service that gets you access to not, like, some bullshit version like the Stadia or Amazon version, but to Steam and the Epic Store and Ubisoft and, like, these real defendable libraries of video games. Like, yeah, there's some rough spots where, like, certain video game publishers won't let us play their games on there, but hey, there's an Xbox app coming in the future, maybe, that, like, if there's a PC version of that game, you can play it on this, because we are legally a PC. <laughs> it puts you in a fascinating situation, I think. Like As someone who eventually believes we're going to move away from consoles and to like the Sony app, the Xbox app, the Stadia app, all on one device, it kind of feels like this is the first weird step towards that, where... People have successfully found a way to get around these very obnoxious Apple rules. It's like, okay, we're a browser thing now. Unless Apple wants to start blocking websites from their iOS, which opens up a whole other hellscape of conversation.
2: Yeah, they got. They, they got I don't no think they're going to dive into that yeah. one. I think they kind of know that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that that would be worse. Yeah, if they, they just blocked them. They've been outmaneuvered.
1: Like, it's as simple as, like, with this in mind, I suspect you're going to see, and maybe we'll talk about this in a couple weeks and I'll be right or be totally wrong, Like you're going to see Tim Sweeney get out there and go, hey, if you heard about NVIDIA, they're a pretty cool company. They got this GeForce Now thing you can play Fortnite on for free. It's a little app. You go to the browser, you go to their website, you log in. I know it's not perfect, but hey, Fortnite on your phones, kids. Yeah, it's the maneuvering of what NVIDIA is doing with GeForce, I think, is one of the most interesting things going on right now because you see a company that like took a long shot, and that long shot could cash them out big. Like, because you've beaten Apple in the way Apple, like, if they want to go after this, they have to open themselves up to a way worse set of conversations because yep. it's just a website.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, they could—they know—they realize that they could open up to like, you know, Google suddenly blocking Apple websites, like Chrome blocking yeah. Apple websites. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a whole bag that they don't want to open. That one, yeah.
1: Yeah, we, that's—we've we've used the whole like monolithic kind of giant slugging it out. This is someone showing up with like a with like a vial of giant killer being like, okay, it's cool you guys are giants. I have a neurotoxin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and regardless of how fucking big you guys are, this shit'll fuck your day up. Because if any of you cross me on this one, weird shit happens. Like, I, again, I'm being optimistic on this. I could see, you could potentially find yourself in a situation where a bunch of companies that pulled themselves off of the NVIDIA stuff, are now looking at it going, hey, uh, maybe we were wrong. Did you know you can play our game on a phone now? Yeah, it's... As much as we're kind of all like, meh, mobile gaming, because it's meh, mobile gaming at this point in time, GeForce is poised to kind of make mobile gaming into something very real and very much defendable.
0: Yeah. It, it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm I'm very intrigued.
1: Yeah, it's they're they are undeniably the best option out there. Like me and Henry both like their service. I think. Like, are you still using it to play stuff like Destiny these days, Henry, or what?
2: I mean, I haven't really been playing Destiny. Yeah, I know, but previously
1: like... you were. Yeah, I'm, yeah assuming... I'm Still,
2: I'm I'm using yeah I'm using Nvidia GeForce yeah. Go to play it. So,
1: yeah, no, it's. Fascinating times in that space, I think, at a minimum. I think the Amazon one is a poor idea. We made fun of the Facebook one last week for being just regrettable weeks ago, whenever we talked about it. Yeah, no, it's... I think the Xbox one could be interesting, but at the same time, there's a logic to the GeForce One that opens you up to some very tantalizing prospects, potentially. And we just kind of watch as it plays out. But, moving on from that to less kind of abstract, cool, the future might not suck conversations, let's talk about some stuff that does indeed suck. Um, Ubisoft Singapore's managing director is stepping down after, you guessed it, misconduct allegations, because, yep, that's how this thing's going for Ubisoft at this point.
2: As far as what I've been able to figure out, like, they will still work in ubisoft somewhere but not in a not in that position but i don't that's a weird choice because other people have just been outright fired so i'm guessing his maybe his misconduct was less bad but i don't know he was accused of bullying essentially yeah so but yeah that's Mm. It's a weird decision that to leave him in the company when they have been pretty good about firing everybody else, like straight up just firing a lot of other leadership. One, people that this is
1: leadership. Hughes. Uh, I'm assuming it's Hugh. Hugh. Hughes.
2: Yeah, Ricor? I don't know.
1: Riker. Rikora? Re- I don't know. Who? Yeah, I, you'd know him as the managing director of Skull and Bones, a game that we've not heard about in what three years. Yeah, so, something like eh. that. Moving on from that, though, uh, kind of keeping with our bad news theme, though. Activision Blizzard is laying off staff in the Asian Pacific, uh, Pacific Division.
0: Yeah. Laying off more staff.
1: How many staff, Alex?
0: Um, I could have sworn it was... Wasn't that... High? I can't remember exact numbers. Yeah, the, but...
1: the the number is around 100 this time around.
0: Yeah. It was I know it wasn't like as bad as like the eight hundred yeah. before, but yeah, still.
2: And what they're gonna do, they're saying they're going to outsource it. Hmm.
0: Essentially it's, hire you back for less ben or no benefits and cheaper pay.
2: Yep. Or not hire them back at all and outsource it to like a country, say, with uh where they can afford they can pay people way less because yeah. of the currency and market, yeah, so yep, that's what they're gonna do. they're gonna outsource probably to I don't know possibly to India that's what I'm guessing because because of the exchange rate and the cost of living they'd be able to to uh, pay people less, so yeah, I mean that's that yep Activision Blizzard being you know just kind of despite, you know, record profits You know, once again just like just laying people off because they can, because they're assholes at the top want to buy a few more yachts and houses and mansions. Fucking blizzard.
1: Yep.
0: yep. It's alright. Those those people who just got fired can just bootstraps, right? Yeah. That's how that works.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They aren't yeah, let's yeah, let's pretend like yeah, they aren't just making money hand over fist on the new expansion. Let's just...
1: Let's not... uh, uh, Kind of get in the weeds for a second. Let's also not forget the fact that, like, the famous quote people love to use, the phrase, the whole bootstraps thing, was initially said as a sarcastic response, because you can't pull yourself up by your boots. Yep, it was
2: written, like, the book it appears in it's like, literally saying, you can't do that, that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I use it sarcastically. In this yes, I, effect, right? we,
1: we all are, but it's the thing people seem to forget with some frequency. It's like, no, no, the, the origination of this phrase is not a real phrase. like it was it's been misused constantly since its initiation. But yep, keeping with our bad news theme, let's talk about Nintendo for a sec. They are going after another Switch hacker, unsurprisingly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's just, in this case, they're going, they're having to kind of Go through Amazon to do it, which is weird. Yeah, is it's a seller on Amazon, but it's a similar thing. It's a it's a loader that allows you to sort of circumvent the uh, protection built into the switch. So yeah, I can. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're taking the same tack with it as they were with the other company, but Uber Chips.
1: Yeah, and this paired with the news that. They want again, like so. This work gets weird. So They went after a melee competition this week that technically they have every right to go after them because they were kind of doing mod stuff that does break. I'm sure some user agreement, but also that this paired with the news of yeah we're being fucking fun sponges for a GameCube game tournament just doesn't leave Nintendo in a great look this week. Yeah. yeah. One thing's legit, one thing's kind of okay, but yeah, how are these mods in any way, shape, or form affecting the sales of the GameCube?
2: Yeah, this is, yeah, it's specifically a Smash Brothers Melee tournament. It's like, you don't even produce that hardware or software anymore.
1: Yeah. You don't even make the controllers for that thing anymore. Yeah. 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 Another week of questionable choices on that one. And kind of, that's cool news, Cyberpunk will have a stream mode to kind of replace in-game music that might get you a copyright flag, because they've been doing a really good job of getting a bunch of, like, apparently a bunch of, like, original songs by bands are going to show up first in Cyberpunk 2077, which is badass, but also is the most weird thought process ever. Like, it's no bands I care about, so it's kind of meh. But the idea of, like, a Monomarth being like, we have a new CD, we'll only be premiering in Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a month. It's like, what the fuck world are we living in? No, actually. <laughs> buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla to get access to the new Amon Amarth single. What? That's not how this has worked ever. It's a like, You license these things for video games, it's not the other way around. But, yeah, cool on Cyberpunk for doing this. It's not the first game to do something similar, but in these... I think it's a smart maneuver given all the bullshit happening at Twitch right now on this exact topic. So it definitely it kind of op- opens up the option of, hey, you gonna stream Cyberpunk? We got you. Don't worry. You won't get uh, you won't get DMCA'd because of us for this reason.
2: Yeah. You may get DMCA'd because some of the music that we replace it with is has a has two notes in common with another song, so it still gets you a DC, DMCA strike, because it's the worst fucking law ever created that has to do with anything to do with copyright. Literally the worst, shittiest law ever to do with copyright. Yeah, if, if you ever uh, look for... Uh, well, maybe the second worst, up to the continuing extension of the copyright on Mickey Mouse by Disney, which is also... Yeah. I don't know... Weird, but in any case, DMCA shouldn't fucking exist. It it's fucking stupid.
1: But yeah, it, yeah. yeah, we talk about DMCA with some frequency. Uh, if you're looking for a really good humorous explanation of just how dumb the DMCA stuff is, the show Silicon Valley has an episode essentially dedicated to kind of music right and patent trolls that do exactly kind of the shitty behavior of buying a song and then finding songs that like use enough of that song because there's only, like, there's a finite number of ways to repackage stuff to a certain extent. So if you have something old enough, you can make a lot of claims that probably aren't true, but you can often get away from songs who ask like, a low enough amount of money.
2: You know, and one thing I'm wondering if it'll happen at some point, is just for a streaming service to just be not based in the U.S., which would mean that you're no longer under the DMCA, because the DMCA is specifically a United States copyright law. So...
1: I don't think it's quite that easy. I still think if you're broadcasting in the U.S., you're partially subject to it, but I think it makes the challenging harder, definitely, or the enforcement of it a lot harder. Well, Well, if you're over the...
2: The U.S. doesn't own the internet, nor does it own the airwaves, so it's like, that's why the DMCA can't go over, say, go to a German television station and tell them. They would be like, we're in Germany, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So I feel like a streaming service, say, out of, you know, anywhere else, would not be under the same, would not be under the DMCA. I wonder when that's going to start becoming a thing when people realize, you know what, this law is real shitty, and you know what, Uh, maybe it'd be better if we were just somewhere where we didn't have to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. I think there are other rules that
1: get in your way potentially, but yeah, no, a Scandinavian country might make sense for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've kind of dragged you through the muck some on the bad news, and cyberpunk news, I guess, that's neither bad nor good, Let's talk about some good news and some funny news. Uh, We got two charity kind of uplifting things or benefit things going on. Desert Bus, a yearly guilty pleasure of mine, not because it's good or anyway enjoyable to watch, but because it happens every year and is ridiculous. Raised over, what number did I put down? Um, $986,000 for charity. Legends. Legend
2: so nearly a nearly a million dollars, yeah. and so for those not familiar with it, it's associated with the Child's Play charity, and it's playing a game, a sub game, mini game uh, on a Sega of a Sega CD game. So there's your Sega news for the week. They playing the uh, rules yet? Yeah. Uh, Pen and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors, and it's yeah. one where you're just driving a bus, and that's all it is. And uh, they keep. Playing the game for as long as they keep receiving, uh, keep receiving uh, donations, and so this time they went for a 164 hours of playing it, 164 hours of playing a game where it's completely monotonous. On Desert literally... Bus,
1: Desert Bus sucks. Uh, that entire game is a beautiful kind of con job where it's all bad games intentionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they are there to trick your friends with. Is my understanding essentially. Yeah. And for those not curious what Desert Bus is, Desert Bus is a game that is a one to one analogous driving from I think it's Las Vegas to Los Angeles She's... or vice versa. No, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona,
2: Arizona, Arizona, yeah. All right, to Las Vegas, yeah.
0: Yep. And it's it's apparently it's real time eight hours. Yep. And you do have to pay attention because the bus slightly swerves sometimes. It's got
1: some alignment issues. Yeah. Yeah. And overheats, so. and If you overheat, you have to go all the way back to the start. Uh, it's hell. It's a terrible game. I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who regularly plays a space trucking simulator, fuck that game. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. Keep with this kind of curve of. Positive news, I suppose. Let's talk about Oxford University, and we know we've talked a lot in the past about how there's a variety of studies out there that have proven, yeah, maybe video games don't turn you into a murderous psychopath. Uh, those, those, we, we like those exist out there. But Oxford University has gotten out there and said that, um, actually, maybe video games may have a positive effect, it may have positive benefits on you from an emotional standpoint. You're lying.
0: It's not what I was told. I, the people
1: at Oxford <laughs> University would never lie to you, Alex.
0: I, I don't believe this any of it.
1: I now,
2: don't believe
0: any of this malarkey.
2: Now, to be very specific, it was focusing on two games that are more, I'd say, pleasant games: Plants vs Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, and Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So, uh, yeah, it's limiting its scope, but also, like, I think that another point, another sort of side takeaway is that not all games are the same. Video games isn't a fucking genre. I've had this argument with people, I'll say that. Video game, not a genre. Like, it's a medium. And it's a medium you can do different things with. And so I would say that maybe they would come out with maybe not as positive a thing over different games that they might have put in. Say, a competitive FPS. But you know, I'm, I'm you know different findings from different games, but yeah, I I think it's good. I think it, there again, video games being taken seriously as a medium, just like any other medium, with similarities and differences, obviously, but it, it's treated fairly by you know academia here and by science, you know, so. I think yeah it's very positive. So very interesting though I have to say. And people can look up that study. I mean you can just go over to the Oxford website and check it out. So Oxford University website.
1: Yes, we army with the other thing to throw in people's faces when they say what are you doing wasting your life playing video games? Well, I'm I'm helping my emotional. self.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they're starting to get to the place especially with the younger generations where it's the only thing we're seeing seen as weird to be, like, an adult and you still play video games. It's like, it's the same as you're an adult and you watch sports. Same thing. It's all entertainment. You watch movies. It'd be like being down on somebody for watching movies. Yeah, like, I'd
1: almost argue you're reaching a point where the idea of someone, like, playing fantasy football is wrapping back around and becoming a, really, you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Like the sports things becoming weirder and weirder where it's like, huh, so, um, okay. You're a big sports fan still. I, th- I thought that ended in like the early 2000s. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, a, a wood it. sport. Still that one. Interesting. Interesting. How do you feel about the, okay, you don't want to talk about the medical repercussions of your favorite pastime. Okay, okay.
2: Mm. What about, oh, you don't want to talk
1: about that either. Got it. Got it.
2: Yep. <laughs> Unless you're playing, say, like... You're talking about, like, a non-physical, you know, combat sport, then we get into an uncomfortable conversation about, you know, concussions.
1: Yeah. It's very weird that the sport that's literally beating the shit out of people is arguably safer than several other sports.
2: Oh, no, there's concussion issues with hockey, Yes, but it's a known...
1: I, I was talking UFC, but...
2: Uh yeah. no, there's really big things happening. With yes, that. They're, I mean, treated a...
1: they're treated as they're da- treated as dangerously as they are, kind of thing. Hockey does a pretty good job of also being like,
2: "Yeah, this is bad."
1: Yeah, but, yeah. We're not here to debate that part of it. But yes, our last but not le- uh, but certainly not least piece of news this week. Um, cue your sad trombone noise, or whatever the right phrase is for it at this point. I don't know. Uh, apparently a bunch of next-gen consoles keep having crashing issues.
2: PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. And what did I say last week about buying shit on release I think we've all
1: said this at this point, yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, I... After my PS4 experience, it's in no way, shape, or form uh, surprises me. I I think if any of us are going to buy a next-gen console, it won't be before 2020, or before 2021 rolls around, or 2020 at least runs itself out at this point. Uh, it's We're super thankful you people are out there buying the bad next-gen consoles, and we feel bad for you, and hopefully Sony and Microsoft support are doing a great job of swapping these things out, or at least getting you your money back, or whatever, or maybe you bought console insurance, but... Uh, yeah, surprising no one, this is happening. Sucks that it is. Yep,
2: yep but also, stop buying things on release day. There's literally no reason to have it. I must have this thing on this day, arbitrary day for... Yeah. I, why? I,
1: I don't know. I, some people it matters. I, I don't disagree with you on this one a little bit. Like with everything but Why does going it matter? On,
2: I, d- I have never heard a good explanation of why it matters to have it on fucking launch day.
1: Because you want it. like that's the, I, There are games I play that run better on the PS5 that I'm like, ah... I don't care about next-gen games necessarily, but, like, it would it would solve my cyberpunk conundrum right now. Like, it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, if I can play that thing on the super-powered console, yeah, fuck it, we'll just do that instead of kind of debating this PC lifestyle I'm dabbling in right now. I, it's... I, I get it. Like, it, it's cool to be cutting-edge, even though if cutting-edge is fleeting and often flawed. Like, I, I'm not gonna knock people for wanting stuff on the first day, like, I am yeah
3: I
0: like it because it lets them beta test the game consoles for me, so when they fix it, I have a seamless experience, very mm-hmm. much how the console players get to test Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead for me for a year, and they work out all the bugs, and then when it comes out on the actual release of p c it runs great increasingly oh, yeah. less
1: and less true.
0: <laughs> so, shout outs to all you console gamers beta testing this shit for me ahead of time. I appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. So, when the PC Master Race gets involved, we'll, uh, we'll have a seamless experience. So, thank you for your service.
1: Horizon Zero Dawn would like a word. <laughs> have they ever fix that? Is that, st- yeah. or is that thing still a nightmare?
0: No, they fixed it.
1: Fair enough, yeah.
0: And we had to get rid of all the, the weird little complications that tied to consoles, and then once we fixed that, it ran a lot smoother.
1: I don't believe that, but... I don't know that's even remotely how it works, but what do I know? Yeah, I was gonna say, Alex, you're you're planning on playing Shadowlands on day one, so...
0: Oh, trust me, I'm ready for the shitstorm. I'm not even denying that, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know the new light launch was fraught with problems. How bad are the Blizzard ones? Like, are they just giant
0: Um, it's mainly connection issues sometimes, but I'm going to be, since I'm taking the whole week off, I'm just going to log into the, uh, servers early on and just stay logged
1: in. Yeah, you did what I did for Destiny. I logged in around my (laughs) noon lunch break the day. I'm like, okay, I get off around like three today. I'll be in by then kind of thing. And the game's like, hi, you've been inactive for a while. Give up your spot. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, you're the asshole like I am. Cool, good to know I'm amongst <laughs> shared company. <laughs> yeah, that does it for news, though. I think relatively light news. Um, we are gearing up for kind of some stuff that's coming in in the near future. So, yeah, yeah, it means it's time yep. for news this week. We only right. have one email in.
2: You mean email time You mean for email. email time. Yes, sorry,
1: well, I'm out of it today, apparently.
0: <laughs> 228 episodes!
1: I have we... been weirdly burnt out this week, and I have no defendable reason as to why. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for more news, bitches.
0: Oh, man.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's time for emails. WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down the show notes. We got one email this week. Thank you for sending it, anonymous. Your wicked awesome cast. On a recent podcast episode, Charlie said something along the lines of "more scald than a monomarth in reference to the upcoming game Valhalla. I had no idea what either of these were, so I googled it. So I, so to Google, I went, and I'm now even more uncomfortable with the fact that Charlie has has just two polar opposite Viking bands rattling around in his brain that he uses on the spectrum. If you're not familiar, Amon Amarth is some kind of metal band, and Skald is some type of folk band. You put if you were sac- you'd play if you were pra- sacrificing someone to Odin. Both are still Viking, both totally different ends the musical spectrum. I don't really have a question. I just want to write in and tell you about the Viking hole I fell down because of this podcast. <laughs>
2: but- Yo, Vikings! I mean, I- I'll say this also. Like for me, as a little kid, like. One of the things that I was always super interested in, still am, was like the mythos, mythology, especially like the uh, gods and stuff. And I studied Norse gods a lot. And then also studied like about Viking, you know, what we knew know about Viking culture and stuff. And yeah, no, it's like fascinating, really interesting stuff. I mean, yeah, just all around. So it's like. That's a that's a good good study hole to get lost down in, and good rabbit hole there to get lost down in. Yeah, I mean, I've been interested in Viking stuff for a very very long time, though. Uh, that would be the only thing that would make me want to play Assassin's Creed, uh, not an Assassin's game, Valhalla.
1: Yeah, well, It's and-
2: the fact that I do have a long running interest in sort of. Everything involved the Vikings. Oh, yeah, and
1: that's what I'm there for. I think I've been pretty upfront about the fact that I'm playing it for Eivor, a Valhalla that happens to, I guess, run tangentially to Assassin's Creed bullshit. Yeah. But also, listener, I have a, I have a warning for you. I have many more Viking bands rattling around inside <laughs> my brain to throw out for a spectrum if need be. Most of them are not good. I just love yeah. the image of someone googling a Montamarth and being like, "Okay, this makes sense," and then looking up scald, and then being like, "Okay, what the shit am I looking at?" Because even I'm weirded out by scald occasionally. For those curious, scald is spelled S K A L D, and they are weird. Yeah, I don't think there's a single band photo of someone not wearing like antlers on their heads or something. Yeah. I thought I was making that up, but now I've Googled it, and now I'm like, no, I think no. I'm actually right about that. Yeah. That's what Scald is all about. Yeah, they... It's rowing music. We're not going to talk about Enemy at the Gates, which is a terrible metal band. <sighs> no, nah, those are free emails this week. Thank you for writing in. I, I want to throw this one out there. The Krampus cast is coming. You got a little bit over a month at this point to get your submissions in for that, if you want to throw in some kind of stuff for the Krampus cast. For those who don't know what the Krampus cast is, it's our yearly beating of the game industry. Not in a fun kind of game of the year way, in a truly cynical maybe people should actually get hit a little bit for some of this bullshit kind of way. Uh, for those not familiar, Krampus is the uh, mythical Christmas demon.
2: That mm-hmm. goes around and uh, as according to legend... Like, kidnaps children, throws them in a bag, beats them with sticks.
1: Sometimes eats them, depending on which mythology you're going with. But yes, uh, yeah. it, it's become our most fondest holiday tradition, apparently, on this podcast. <laughs> I look forward to it. So do I. Yeah. So is episode.
0: Mainly because I get to hear Charlie, all right, get in the bag. <laughs> or get in the yep. sack. Get in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a punctuation to every news article or thing we talk about. It's like, ah, all right, well, get the sack.
1: Well, yeah, it's a collection of like things that have been bad, and I think, like, at least from like my perspective, like, oh, you know, love video games. I have a love hate relationship with video games, but it's like it, It's important to at least every once in a while, kind of bear down and like acknowledge. Here is some shit that happened this year and something we love that we're not okay with, and I, it's one of those things where I think like. A lot of stuff gets swept under the rug just kind of as time moves on and people forget about things. I think a collection of it every year in one place where we can kind of revisit things and talk about stuff and, like, remind people that, like, hi, you're super loving this video game going into Christmas? That's great. But also the company that makes it's full of monsters, just FYI. Like, the people that made it directly probably fine people, but, like, also be conscientious about things like don't get EA tattooed on your body. Just don't. I don't care how much you like FIFA. (laughs)
3: That's
1: how you become a shogoth. I'm sticking with that. (laughs) (laughs) threat. But yeah, no, that's coming. Send stuff in. If you're at all curious about that, um, if you're not sure what we're talking about, go back and listen to any of our Krampus cast episodes. Typically they happen the day of the week of definitely of Christmas. The They're called Krampus cast episodes, actually, even, like, they're easy to find. They all have a lovely thumbnail of our favorite Christmas demon. Yeah, I'm running out of Krampus images I like out there, that's the sad part. (laughs) Like, we've done enough of these that I'm like, man, I have to start reusing Krampus' iconography, because there were some real good ones that I found.
0: Let's do this. Hey,
1: if you're an artist in the
0: audience and you enjoy the Krampus cast, feel free to send us a drawing if you want.
1: Oh, that would be badass, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, hell, send it. We'll definitely give you credit kind of thing. Like, obviously, Yo. we can give you a shout-out. Um, Obviously, you do not have to. We're not trying to commission you and doing all that crazy I'm stuff. I'm even through. okay if it has,
1: like, us three getting beaten up by Krampus. That'd be even better. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs>
0: And, like, like, yeah, us three getting beat up, and then we could have uh, Jeff in the background smiling from a window or something.
1: Like, laughing and pointing. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how the Krampus cast kind of works.
0: Yeah. That being said, you totally don't have to, but we really oh, yeah. think it would be cool
1: if you did. If you ever want to do fan art for us, then, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh,
0: God, can you imagine the fan art from all the weird shit? Like, can you imagine fan art of, like, the food scientists I... and fucking... Nikolai tracksuit and all that, like oh god, what well, Henry, Hen-
2: Henry Ford horse murderer? Just,
0: <laughs> oh my god, I I almost want to go out and get that commission out there. In some yeah, way.
1: our evil league of evil, like we, so we we have a full league. I think we we added um someone last week, which was the like uh, Sunday 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 dude. We haven't given him a name yet. I don't think, but again, we we have Phoenix Wrong, we have Nikolai tracksuit, we have um. Henry Ford, not Horse projection. murderer. We have not, food not, scientists. No, no.
0: Albatross wrong.
1: Albatross wrong. You're right. You're right. Absolutely, yeah. albatross wrong. That's how wrong that man is. <laughs> yeah, we we have our five. We we have enough for an Avengers squad. We do. <laughs> we could awesome cast heels assemble. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> Did we name the kind of announcer dude? Like, was it like legal arena announcer or something? No idea. We'll come up with some terrible name for that.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, that <laughs> idea, being said, that. send us your stuff. And we'd love to see it if you'd be down for it. Yeah. So.
1: If you're curious what you look like, we got social media. It's in the show notes. You can go stalk us. Yep. <laughs> go yeah. for it. But yes! WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Send us stuff. we got many episodes between here and Christmas to do the normal podcast in. I'm expecting stuff to start winding down, so the episodes may get a little bit shorter and a little bit weirder as they typically do during December, and I love it.
3: Yeah.
0: I, on I one hand actually, I, hmm? I think we may even need to update the shitstorm spreadsheet this year. I said
1: that'd be part of the Krampus cast. Like that that feels like the correct place to revisit the year like the shitstorm list. Like I maybe oh, that or game of the year, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think there, I mean, honestly, there are only two times a year I think we update the shit list. It's during E3
1: and during, uh, yeah, the the Krampus cast. Thus is the the, the official stone tablets of Wicked Awesome Cast Law. (laughs) Thou shalt not only update the shit list. On E
0: of 3! You, and... <laughs> you have to be real fucking shitty for us to fill out the spreadsheet early on yeah. in the year and be like, alright, we gotta add you to this because it's so fucking bad.
1: We so... have to revisit this list preemptively. Yeah. Yep. We have to haul it out of the basement, gotta wake the orcs up, to haul out the stone tablet we put this shit on. Yeah. Release the shit list. i <laughs> Yeah. I think that more or less does it for the we- for this episode. Uh, not much more to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, as we're moving into kind of the first of the U.S. holidays and tangentially kind of just more global holidays, I guess, uh, be safe, make smart decisions. Uh, we don't talk about this much. We try and be kind of a fun little place to avoid the everything that's happening outside of this podcast and necessarily video games. But, yeah, I... We, we get hard out there. hope that this provides a little bit of a uh, escape from all that. We will have an episode next week, whether or not with or without Alex, we will find out then I suppose I highly recommend Alex take a little break from Shadowlands to be on this podcast, but I can't threaten him physically easily right now, so <laughs> or can I no no I can't, <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll be back next week uh. Yeah, we we understand this upcoming week may be hard for a lot of people, and we wish you the best in all of that. I wish there was more we could do in some ways. I will probably be streaming at least on the Wednesday before Thursday, if that's how days work. I'll be streaming on Wednesday probably because I actually have that entire day off. I don't know what I'll be streaming yet. Doing Vikings on the day before U.S. Thanksgiving feels weirdly correct in a weird way, especially <laughs> a game about invading on white people. It feels kind of ironically accurate given <laughs> the true nature of u.s thanksgiving is terrible but it'll be either that or destiny so either we'll be freezing or we'll be freezing and murdering people with axes so who knows hmm. any special streams planned for you too or nah yeah actually you got uh, shadowlands yeah
0: yeah so um as this podcast being released on monday i will be prepping uh, and getting ready for Shadowlands release, which should be 3 p.m. Pacific, as far as the time slot goes. So, and that's again, that's to line up with the release being technically on the 24th. It'll be midnight Paris time, but for the rest of the for the rest of the world, that translates to uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then 3 p.m. Pacific. So, um, yeah, and since I live uh, on Pacific time. I will be playing starting at 3 p.m., but the stream will start before that. So there's a good chance I'll be starting around 2 or 1.30. Um but you can get the updates on my Twitter account, uh Mave Online, uh M-A-V-E-O-N-L-I-N-E. Um and that's also the same for all the platforms I'll be streaming on, which is Twix Twitch, t- Twitch, uh Facebook gaming, and YouTube. Again, all under MAVE Online. So uh yeah. And I'll be streaming all week, and of course it is going to be for Extra Life, so um, if you would like to help me raise money for Dornbecker Children's Hospital, which is a local children's hospital here in Portland, um, yeah, you can check out my link, which I think will be in the show notes here. Uh, yeah, I'll, be I'll, I'm going
1: to put them in this week, actually.
0: Yeah, and so I'll, uh, yeah, you'll find me there. Um, yeah, if you can, I mean, I know, given everything that's going on, it's extra tough to, you know, donate or anything like that. Uh, But even if you can share it, let me know, you know, just throw it out there. I appreciate you stopping into the stream. Um, And yeah, if you can share it out there, that'd be great. Um, If you do donate, donate, I will send you a personalized thank you message. uh, Note and I'll record a video and say thanks and all that stuff. So uh, yeah. And I do have some uh, milestones set up for it. I think I'm going to spray paint my hair. Various colors like the extra life colors, so blue and white for the rest of the stream for the week. So, I'm going to buy a bunch of those spray cans that have the color in the hair, the temporary ones. And if I hit a threshold, I'll just paint my hair for the whole week uh, or something. I think at some point I do have the one chip challenge sitting on my desk, so I will Ooh. do that as well. And I believe that is the 750 mark. Um, and I think somewhere in there I might have shaved my head, I need to update it. Or at least just cut a line right through my head.
3: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> who knows? We'll see. But yeah, uh, anything that helps out, I would appreciate it. And again, you get a big thank you from me. And of course, uh, I don't get any of this. This is all simply for uh, Dornbrecker Children's Hospital here in Portland. So, And you can find me on, was it? Uh, ExtraLife.Mavonline.com. That'll take you directly to my Extra Life page. And I think that's it for me. So thank you if you tune in. Also, if you get to the stream and you heard about it from the Wicked Awesome Cast, let me know. Cause I would love to see like you know some people pop in and say, hey, hear from, you know, Wicked Awesome Cast and all that stuff. It'd be really cool to see if, it, you know, let me know where you found me kind of thing. So I can give you your shout outs yeah. accordingly. So yeah, that's that's it for me.
2: As for me, I will possibly be streaming a bit this week. If I'm streaming anything, I'll probably stream a bit of Sega Master System stuff. Um, I I don't necessarily have any plans to stream anything beyond that, but, well, we'll see. I am Kraken Zero. that's Z-E-R-Zero, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch. And if I'm doing anything on Twitch, then it will be on my Instagram and Facebook pages, so catch me there. Me? Yeah,
1: no. Looks like we'll all be keeping busy this week with our extra time off, or Alex's entire week time off.
0: Oh, yeah. I took a whole weekend Monday, so. I'm gonna be a real (laughs) I'm gonna be real degenerate this week, just playing WoW.
1: (laughs) Not showering.
0: (sighs) Real fucking degenerate gaming right here.
1: Yeah. Living that filth.
3: (laughs)
0: I'm gonna wake up with the same fucking spray hair dye shit from the last night and be like, oh Pillow time to just... play one well
1: again. <laughs> so uh there's just something kind of dystopia about that concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, good times. Yes. But yeah, that's it for this episode of the Wicked Awesome Cast. Thank you for listening. Uh, happy holidays to those that actually have holidays happening this upcoming week. If not, holidays are coming. We'll say happy holidays again that time again to then. But, yeah, that's it. Cue the medal.